We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yu former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Brunchables, welcome to Brunch Talk, brought to you by the Dateable Podcast. We are here to answer your burning dating questions that are oh so good. They burn so good. <laughs> that sounds lovely. Burn so good. <laughs> Especially for brunch. Yum. Whenever you say brunchables, I hear lunchables in my head. I know. That's what comes to mind. Not a good brunch. No, and they're so bad for you. So bad. Lunchables should not be given to children. I don't know how they even got approved. It's like all preservatives. So this is a little side tangent, but my partner and I bought this card deck from the Gottman Institute. Mm -hmm. It's like 51 questions to ask before you move in and get married. Love it. And a lot of them are just like about like how you'd raise your kids, Mm. which is fascinating. And one of them was like, what foods would you restrict? And it definitely took me down memory lane of like the foods that we thought were good back then like how much fast food I ate like McDonald's and I'm like that's so gross like I would never do that now but I think it was a sign of the times also like the fact that Mm -hmm. Lunchables was a normal kid lunch that would never be today so processed Coke was so big in my family we drink Coke all the freaking time like more than water and I think for us it was like the immigrant mentality of not having access to coke and then coming to the U.S. and having <laughs> mountains and mountains of coke at our disposal so we over drank on that and now looking back on it my goodness that was just drinking you made straight it up with all your coke. sugar <laughs> Yeah, I will never drink another Coke in my life. Actually, I've not had a Coke in over 20 years. Yes. Well, anyways. So brunch shop? Why, that's why we're here? Luckily, brunch has gotten more organic, more healthy. Yes, brunch talk. So the question for this brunch talk is, when do you go public with your new relationship? Sounds like something Benifer would ask. (laughs) 
Like, you know, J-Lo's like, hmm, I wonder when we should alert TMZ. I love that analogy because this is a question we hear all the time. And the person that wrote in, they basically asked, I'll read it, is I recently started dating my boyfriend. We've been dating for about a month and I'm not sure when I should post on social media. When do I make this Instagram official? (laughs) You know, we've heard variations of this question and whether it's social media, telling your friends, It's more like, when do you bring this person out of this secrecy of the two of you into your larger world is the root of this question. I personally think it's a personal decision. We all see Instagram, social media, we interpret them differently. I personally like to keep things private. So I don't feel like an announcement is necessarily necessary for my entire friends and family to know. I think it's really your own decision. And if this is a relationship that you feel like the world needs to know that we're together and how happy we are, then post it, like have us share share in your happiness. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're more along the lines of I want to keep things more private, I don't want to jinx things, which is where I am, I get like, I don't want to jinx things too soon, then you do that too. That's your life and your relationship. Nobody can dictate your timeline. I'd rather look at it not in terms of time that you've been together, but more of what conversations, what understanding do you have with this person? I think the first thing to know is how would they feel being put on social media? Are they a social media user Mm. in themselves? Do they not care at all? All that stuff is important because it's a partnership at the end of the day. And not saying that like you shouldn't do something because your partner doesn't want to, but it's having that conversation and understanding their stance. I almost feel like a good benchmark is do you understand their stance on social media? And can you have a conversation with them? If you can't do either of those two, maybe it's not time yet. And it's better to have those conversations. I just remember like a guy friend of mine, this girl that he was dating put a photo of them on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I remember like messaging him be like, oh, I didn't know you were like dating someone. He's like, we've been on like three dates. (laughs) Was just like, why did she do this? She didn't talk to me. Yeah. It made it seem way more serious than it really was. So in her head, it probably was serious, but they clearly weren't in at that point. I mean, I think for me, I've definitely run the gamut of I don't really have like a time I'd put someone on social media. It's more just dependent on how I'm feeling with the relationship. Like my current relationship, I think I did it after we had had more like these conversations of being official. And to Mm -hmm. me, that like signified that like, this is something that I was pursuing. Of course, it could have ended in a month, like you just never know. But I wanted to share with like my friends. It also just depends on your Instagram following. I purposely have a private account that I keep very small. So it's not that big a deal for me to put it up. If that's not you, then it's a different situation as well. And when you have a relationship that came out of COVID, it's almost like you want to be public with it because (laughs) chances are your friends may have not met your partner yet. So you want to keep them updated. But again, it goes back to your situation. And like you said, Julie, you have an account for your close friends and family. So of course, you want them to know the news. But if this is giving you anxiety, anxiety, thinking about when you should post about your relationship or be public about your relationship, the first thing to do is talk about it with your partner to talk about the anxiety that this is causing you because we're not in this relationship with you. And
and something is causing this anxiety, right? Maybe it's you're hoping things are going to go well and that you don't want to jinx things and that Mm -hmm. maybe it's too soon or are you moving too fast? I think this is actually a much deeper question of are you trying to set some milestones for your relationship that really have nothing to do with social media or posting or going public? It's like, I think you are trying to define different milestones for your relationship to reach. I definitely think it's deeper than just social media. And I do think there is this fear that you alluded to of jinxing it. And this is very real. And I think this actually extends outside of just social media, but even just making someone public in a small group of friends. Mm -hmm. I feel like in dating, it's so private. And I definitely got to this point when I was dating, I would even like talk about people until it was like a couple dates in Mm -hmm. because the worst feeling in the world is to be like, I met this amazing person. And then your friends like two days later, like, so what happened with that amazing person? You're like, I have no idea. They ghosted me. They're not that amazing. Uh, That's the worst. And you take it as a feeling of not being good enough, the validation that comes with dating. I think it hits really hard. And there's so much to unpack there that's like for another whole brunch talk episode. But I think there's a balance of your friends and like close people connected to you on social media as well. But even outside of social media, they're not going to judge you if something doesn't work out. Like if you genuinely feel like you've had these conversations with your partner, let's say you did the two check-ins of I know their stance on social media and I can have a conversation with them. And even better, I know where I stand with them. Then I don't feel like it's a risk to put it out there to a small circle of people that are really ultimately rooting for you. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's going to suck if it doesn't work out, but they're your friends. Like that's why people are here for you if it doesn't. Just keeping it all bottled up and not wanting to share because of fear, like that doesn't seem like a great avenue either. It goes back to the why. Why would you want to post or why would you not want to go public with your relationship? If you're wanting to go public with your relationship because you want to show your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend that you've moved on, probably not the best why to go by. (laughs) If you want to go public because you're trying to show that aunt who asks you why you're still single every year during the holidays, probably not a good idea either. (laughs) It's not for other people. If you want to go public purely to share in the joy and tell your friends and family how happy you are, that is a great reason to go public. And nobody can fight you on that because that's your happiness. And that's a beautiful why because it's not about other people. It's about you. Have you noticed that no one does Facebook official anymore? Like in a relationship with? You know what I've noticed? A lot of people do the single status on Facebook. Oh, really? I <laughs> yes. guess maybe your friends. Just, I've, never I've seen, seen that. many. Really? And most of them are divorced oh. or gone out of long-term relationships. I think maybe it's because before they got into that last long-term relationship, this was a thing. Yes. And so they felt the need to update their status. That's but I've seen many people with the single status, which is nobody does a relationship in a relationship with someone except for someone in our community, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Ryan just went official on Facebook. So I take that back. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Some people go Facebook. It's just very rare now compared to I feel like Instagram is more of the reveal at this stage. 
or like yes. a photo on Facebook. And then everyone's like, who is that? You know? Yes. It's more of the mystery of it opposed to like, I'm in a relationship with X. Yes. And that's such an interesting observation that you had that a lot of people that were in the era when everyone was doing that now feel like they just have to say single. And that's, I guess, yeah. a reason for never doing it in the first place. Just don't <laughs> do know? it. There's no, like, I'm no longer in a relationship with this person. Great. Thanks for letting us know. I remember meeting this girl maybe once or twice, and I got on her newsletter somehow. Okay. She sends out an end-of-the-year newsletter every year, updating people on what's happening in her life. I shit you not, I only met her twice. I barely remember her name. Oh my God. But this newsletter had, I was promoted at work, I moved to this new city, and I found the love of my life. We've been dating for two months. And it had a picture of oh them my and, God. Their, and her cat. And I just remember thinking, like, first of all, I don't even know who you you are. And second of all, this is very strange that you put me on this newsletter that's with your most intimate life details that I have no investment in. I mean, I would say that again, it's coming from a place of validation to show that right. she has someone. And I don't want to like stereotype because maybe she's the type that just wants to put it out to everyone. But I would say nine times out of 10, since you don't even know this person, like you're not really there to experience the joy with her. <laughs> yeah. If they broke up, would you be the one consoling her? Probably not. Right. Because they broke up shortly after. Oh, God. That's bad. That's what I heard because he started dating someone else. <laughs> he's like, we have never had any conversation. Who are you? We've been on three dates. You know, that's what you need to think about. Yeah, can you imagine? Maybe he saw the email and thought, how did I end up in her newsletter? This is so strange. <laughs> well, that's why I think you do need to have the conversation a yes. little and like be on the same page. And, you know, I mean, my boyfriend does zero social media, like zero. Mm -hmm. And I've had people reach out in our community. They're like, I've been trying to find your boyfriend on social why? media. And I'm like, it doesn't exist. But anyways... <laughs> And I think, though, I knew that going in. And I remember, remember we did a Facebook Live and someone asked me because I did post a photo on oh, yes. my personal Instagram, which does have very few people. And I talked to him about that. And someone did ask me, caught me like off guard, essentially, when we were on a Facebook Live in our Facebook group. And mm -hmm. I remember just being like, oh, my God, I hope I didn't like say too much. Not because like I didn't feel like we were secure, but more just respecting the boundary that this yes. person isn't a public social media type of person. Yes, I think that's the main point is, is do you have buy-in from your partner and you putting their face, their name and likeness out there does put them at some sort of risk, right? Even if it's to a small circle of friends, now his identity is revealed and people can put a face with the name. So it goes back to get buy-in from your partner, get aligned on how you view social media and posting about each other. And that's a conversation to be had with each other. I'm just remembering, do you remember, I won't say who it was, but someone that we had <laughs> on the podcast that we never ended up airing. We had maybe two of those in our lifetime that they were blocked by their partner on social media. Yes. Yet they would put up these like declarations of love on social media. That was crazy. There's some weird stuff. I remember I also like didn't go on a date with someone once because I found their Facebook and it was public, mm -hmm. which also is weird in my opinion. And they had this whole 
paragraph and photo of their ex-girlfriend, I thought their ex passed away. It seemed like <gasps> a declaration that much that like that's where my mind jumped. I clicked on like the person very much alive. They just had this very strange declaration of love to their ex that was so public. And I remember not going on the date because I was so turned off that I was like, if I actually dated this person, I would never want something like this up. It wasn't even a photo of the two of them. It was a photo wow. like a headshot. It was so strange. Wow. I don't want to judge. Again, you do you, whatever feels good for you. And however you want to profess your love, you do it your way. But there are consequences these days. And it could prevent you from if you break up and you have this paper trail of your proclamation of love to someone, then it could prevent you from getting future dates. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Could employers look at this and think it's a little bit odd? Maybe. I don't know. There could be so many reasons for this to have more consequences than you think. Just really got to think before you post and go public with shit. Right. Let's hold that thought for a quick message. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC. THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash dateable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. 
We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now that we're back, I want to talk to you about soft launching on social media. Mm. You've seen this before when you don't see the face of the person, you see like a hand or a foot. Mm -hmm. Basically something that reveals that there is someone else in your life. What are your thoughts? That's kind of fun because <laughs> that's a little mystery. It It's not a shocker once you do post the entire person and your close friends and family will have already known about this person during this time of soft launch so that they feel like they're in on the secret, right? So I think that's kind of fun. I like this concept. What do you think? I don't I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on it, to be honest. I feel like if you're going to go for it, just go for it. That's my <laughs> personal take on it. But I do think like kind of what we were talking about earlier, the photo does matter. What is it mm -hmm. that you're launching with, whether it's a soft launch or hard launch or whatever you want to call it? I think having a headshot or something is super creepy, but having like a cute photo of you two together is endearing. Mm -hmm. So it's not just when do you post, but what do you post in my my opinion. Oh, it's taking me back. I'm a little triggered right now because <laughs> just remember stalking this ex. And for years, there were no pictures of other women and thinking, oh, he's still thinking about me. There's still a chance. And the first photo he posted of his new partner was them getting engaged. And I was like, oh. when did this happen? <laughs> oh my god that is talk about a hard launch that's the long game right there yeah that's a hard launch. <laughs> i remember being so heartbroken and my heart just dropped and thinking oh my gosh those two years i thought he wasn't dating anybody oh he my had god this flourishing relationship and now they're engaged reason number one not to stalk your exes on social media <laughs> but hey you know what i had my fun <laughs> I think that proves a lot of the points that we're making, though, is, you know, any of his friends or close family, I'm sure they knew about this person if he was getting engaged, right? Yeah. I would hope so. But people like you... <laughs> That quite frankly, shouldn't be seeing photos of his yeah. life. Let's be honest. He kept it away from. And, you know, it's hard because it's really like, what do you use social media for? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going back and forth. Like, do I make a public account that's more like dateable focused? Mm -hmm. I don't think I would put a bunch of photos of my partner on that. Right. But the way I have Instagram right this minute, that it's really, you know, a place for me to share with my closer friends or anyone that feels like there is a connection 
with, right? Like there's yeah. some total stranger that's a public for anyone to see. I do think that that adds context also. So who is looking at your stuff? Who are you really sharing this update with is a big piece of it. Sometimes I just look at my partner and think, I just want to keep our relationship sacred and to ourselves. And for some reason, when I think about posting about us, it minimizes our relationship hmm. for some reason. It cheapens the relationship for some reason, because now we're out there for other people to judge. And interesting. I'm trying to like take back that control. So I often get that I post pictures of my partner and I, but not in a way of declaring my love or saying newsflash, we're together. But I have had a few friends say, you're very quiet about this relationship on social media. You hardly ever post about him. And I realized I'm like almost protecting it a little bit mm-hmm. more. And I don't want to be out there for other people to scrutinize. I personally like sharing photos. Like it actually, I feel the opposite, that it makes me feel mm-hmm. like closer to my partner. Because I'm never going to just like send my friends or family, like maybe my family. I don't want to say that. I'll like text my mom a photo of me and my partner. But like, I'm never going to like text a group chat, like a photo of my partner <laughs> and I hiking. You should. Like, that'd be fucking <laughs> weird. Yeah, but like I wouldn't and you wouldn't either. Like that's so no. strange to me. But I I do like sharing like with close people like what we're doing and it makes mm-hmm. me feel connected to see that stuff from them it's kind of like when people post photos of their kids it's the same deal like I think in theory they could be sending them to you through text but I don't necessarily need to get like bombarded with texts from people about their mm-hmm. personal lives whether that's partners or kids but I do like seeing what people are up to like on Instagram it does make me happy to see what's going on in people's lives and sharing that myself. So yeah, it comes down to personal takes. Your why. Yep, exactly. Your why, your situation, the context, all of that is a factor for sure. Do whatever makes you feel good. But just make sure your partner's on the same page. I think that's the major takeaway. (laughs) Don't post when they think that you're in the very early stages of dating and you think that you're in a defined relationship or they hate being on social media and you're posting every day and they don't know it and they've blocked you. Don't do that. And get their (laughs) approval on the photo, too. Oh, that's a good one. I don't think I did that, but that's a good one. For women especially. I think guys, for the most part, are not going to generalize all, but for the most part, don't care as much. Oh, my partner cares. Have you ever seen those memes of like, your boyfriend takes the worst photo of you ever? Because (laughs) I'm glad my boyfriend doesn't have Instagram. I was at, okay, this is my like two second rant on this. For my birthday, my friend took the same photo as my boyfriend. Like they were at the same place. Hers was a wonderful shot of me. His, I looked like I had five chins. I'm like, (laughs) how did you two? take the same photo at the exact same moment. Well, okay. So yes, I've had to train my boyfriend on being a good Instagram husband. He's a good Instagram husband. Yes. He's actually <laughs> taken YouTube courses on how oh my to God, optimize stop. angles for Instagram because stop. I was like, babe, you're an architect by trade. You are a very visual, <laughs> visual person. How do you make me look like I'm 411 in every photo? <laughs> I just don't understand how these angles play out. Now get your tall but you could just like lower the camera. <laughs> so he started taking these courses. Oh he's God. like, oh, this is kind of interesting too because he's wow. very into aesthetics of a photo. But I realized I, like this is how I 
talked myself down this ledge of like, why is he taking such bad photos? Is that from every angle, he thinks you're beautiful. You know, there he you, just accepts that's what my you boyfriend for every says. Angle. That's what he says. There you go. We digress a little. But anyways, be official when it feels right. Make sure everyone's on the same page. Do what's right for you. Play in the context. I think we got the main points covered. And know your why why you're doing this know your why that's with everything in life right yes and why is why we're gonna end this episode now because we're done we're (laughs) done we're finished answering this question thank you for sending in that lovely question you can send in all of your questions to our email hello at datablepodcast.com or you can dm us on instagram at datablepodcast and we'll never post your photos without your permission because we're going to make sure that they're good angles. Okay. You have our promise. We've been training our partners to be our photographers. So <laughs> all good. Okay. We'll see you next week. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us. We look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.